Welcome to Reality Speaks, where our mission is to talk about what the Bible really says, what's really going on in the world, and what it really means to be a Christian in this modern day and age. Today's episode is going to be all about what is the Apostolic Church, and we're excited to talk to you right after this. Episode one of Reality Speaks. Today we're going to be talking about what exactly is Apostolic Church. Um, we have just went live waiting for other people to get on board, but um, in order to get started, I was going to start with reading some verses. Nobody's on yet. I will find it's Acts two forty two to forty seven. You, you can read. You can read now. You're reading from Acts two forty two to forty seven. Uh, this is right after uh, all the people have been filled with the Holy Ghost. Peter said, "This promise is to you, your children, all them that are far off." Uh, many people have been baptized. They've been added three thousand new souls. They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. Hold on, he's slow. <laughs> Texas you, still you hasn't found tabs. the verses. I forgot. Texas still hasn't found the verses. This is a new. This is a new Bible to me. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, and fellowship, and in breaking of bread, and in prayers. Fear came upon every soul. Many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. All that believed were together, they had all things common. They sold their possessions and goods, parted to them, parted them to all men as every man had need. They continuing daily with one accord in the temple, and breaking bread from house to house, to eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. The Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. So in this uh, well, this is a live recording for our new podcast, Reality Speaks. This is about what exactly is the Apostolic Church. And these verses here cover the beginning of the Apostolic Church. What they did once they started. Um, this being a live recording, anytime you have a question, you can chime in at any moment. You can say something, try to talk to us. Uh, this is open forum, open for you to talk to us. If we don't have the answer to your question, we will cover it later on in a, another episode. Give yeah. us new episode ideas. Yeah. <laughs> or if it's just way, or if we just feel like it's way too off topic. Yeah. Uh, but uh, anything is fair game. Yeah. Well, this is all about what is really going yeah. on. What the Bible really says. We well, we could have a few off-topic questions, just in case there's like a lull in the conversation. If it's or just something. fun, maybe. Yeah, maybe or just maybe, a few. If it's just fun enough, sure, we'll we'll do it. Uh, but this whole what exactly is the Apostolic Church has been born out of two different things. 
Uh, first of all, I was recently listening to some old preaching of a man named Jack Yance who was talking to church planners. He was the man who really got a lot of the home mission stuff going. And he said that one of the most common things he heard was, I don't know how to have a Pentecostal service with just my little family. But Jack Yance said, what do you mean by Pentecostal or apostolic service? What do you think of when you think of a church service? Well, do you mean like spiritually what, what, what or you, like... What do you think is like typically, what do you think most people think of when they think church service? What do they picture? Okay. And not just apostolic people, really everybody has the same setup. You come in, you sing songs, you preach, that's an altar call, you leave. No matter how spiritual the song service is, the the uh, preaching is, or the altar call, that's the format of any service, really, even if you're Catholic or, I don't know anything about Muslims, but maybe even Muslims, I don't, I'm not sure. Click the comment box, hold on. Hold on, we're having some... Technical. We're not being able to see anybody's comments or anything well, there like might that. Might not be any. Or whoever's joining. We're not able to see that right now. I'm trying that's to not it. figure it out. You should be able to swipe to the side there. That's what. I, that's what I did. Is it not doing that? Mm -mm. Not letting you see comment mode. You might have to pull it up on your phone so we can do it. Here, I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll pull it up on your okay, phone. Okay. Well, right. if you are commenting right now, we cannot see it. So uh, we're gonna fix it. You're gonna try our best to fix that. <clears throat> I completely uh, but, distracted us from the topic. That's my bad. Yeah, so... Yes, you did. But too often, yeah, we're we're thinking, unless we have prayer requests at the beginning, three to five songs, offering, preaching, altar call, and some announcements in there somewhere of what's coming up, it's not church. And here lately, uh, there's even the new thing that's going on with pretty much everyone. Is it church if we're not in, in the church building? Yeah. And there's a meme that's going around, too, that... Uh, Hold on, got so it. Yeah, there's only, there's only one comment. Well, actually, hold on. Well, it's okay. I have it right here now. Okay, there's a meme that's going around. I don't know if it's called a meme or not, but I'm going to call it one that says you, and I'm sure most people have seen it, is church is not canceled. You are the church. The building is not the church you are. And I think it's yeah. interesting that you, you chose this topic really before this all happened. So I think that's really interesting. Yeah, I, I was thinking about it, and then I was like, okay, you know what, for sure, this is going to be the first thing we talk about. Yeah. Because and and, and your, <laughs> the idea was sparked, like, a little bit before this, like, like from this pandemic, I guess. I don't like yeah. using the word. But um, it hadn't really become as big of a deal as it is right now. So, uh, what does that say? It was a message from your dad. I know, he was telling us what to do. That's it, why I said, what does it say? Now. It's popping up now. Okay, but um, yeah, so, but what did it look like back then? Peter's first thing we have here, what did the first church service really look like after Jesus left? Are you talking about the upper room? Yeah, the upper room. What what happened? I'm pretty sure they just, they prayed and then he preached. They, yeah, they get in there, they have a 10-day prayer meeting or yeah. so. They get in there, they have a 10-day prayer meeting. So it was a really bad glare. And... They may or may not be leaving the building in those 10 days. I'm not 100% sure. I've heard some people say they did. Some people mm -hmm. say they didn't. But maybe they prayed. Maybe they. Maybe it went 10 days long. I scooted it in the picture now, I see. <laughs> okay. But they go for 10 days. And then finally, when the day of Pentecost is fully cut. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. All in one accord. And I think that all in fully one place. is really important, fully come, because um, they prayed for 10 days for a reason. Yeah. And I am a firm believer that every single word, even the ands and the thes, are very important and they're, they're in a reason in the Bible. And I think the fully come is really important to think about because it didn't take eight days. It didn't take six days. It didn't take 21 days. It took 10 days. And it took 10 days because there was something that had to happen. And that something is probably like, when did Jesus pass, When did Jesus die? Right in time for Passover. That day was important. When the day mm-hmm. of Pentecost. Pentecost was the festival of harvest. Yeah. And Jesus said, this is when I want it to be. This is the harvest. Mm-hmm. This is my people. It's harvest time. And... This is when I'm going to birth everything. This is when everything I've been praying for, everything I've been hoping for, everything I wanted this church to be is here now. Speak a little louder. Okay, I'll try to speak a little louder. Uh, (laughs) Actually, talking about, you're talking about uh, the Holy Ghost and stuff. I had a thought, and I was trying to chase it before it got too far. Okay. But uh, how how long uh, was the... Were they waiting in the upper room till the Holy Ghost was poured out? I was trying to find it here to say it real quick. It, uh, it's about ten days, that, I believe. Yeah, that's what we're about. yeah I believe yeah, it's about ten days. That's what I was thinking about. Took took a, like how much patience that they had and like passion to in that place. To hold out. Well, I don't know how much passion did they have because when when Jesus meets them on the mountain beforehand, how many people are on that mountain? Before Jesus ascends into heaven. How many people are on that mountain? Um, um, the book of Luke, last chapter, probably covers that since Jesus mentioned that. Uh, I've got to find it. Oh, okay. Is that actually working? It should. Okay. Uh, Bethany tried to put a microphone. Let me know if it doesn't work. Does this, is it work? Can everybody hear pretty good now? Uh, but yeah, so what are we looking for? We, how many people were how many people were on the mountain before Jesus? Of course, I. Uh, have to my mother commented three, but I'm not sure. It was a lot more than three. That that is correct. <laughs> uh, your dad's probably lagging. Buzzing. Buzzing. Yeah, but anyway, buzzing. buzzing. It's probably this. I believe it was about... Okay, so I guess we should... But we end up with 120 in the upper room. We lose several hundred people. We lose several hundred people before uh, they get to the day of Pentecost. There's 120 people in the upper room. We'll figure it out. We lose a couple hundred before the Holy Ghost finally falls. I say we just go. Don't look at it. So, how much passion did they have? Well, they... This type of church service isn't for everyone. You lose people once it comes to prayer meeting. It's yeah, still true. Straight prayer for 10 days. <laughs> you lose people when you come to prayer meeting. But that's what the early church was. Uh, I wrote down some stuff. So our typical church service, we get singing, preaching, offering, and altar calls a lot. Yeah. How much do you hear about song service in the book of Acts? In chapter two, which is the I'm sure, you said was the honestly, establishment, abs- I honestly, much there. Nothing. I mean, I'm sure there was probably some singing since they were praying. 
because singing is a big part of worship, but there was not the traditional, the people that were singing were probably singing while they were praying. Nobody was singing together, I would assume. Maybe, but we don't they might know. Have. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. But we don't if know. it really was but that important, it would have been in there. So they, yeah, they probably didn't have like choir practice or anything. There definitely was no choir practice. Like they didn't have praise team. It to was practice. not well established, and I doubt there might have been some instruments. But we don't know that it's not yeah. in there. Um, preaching is uh, a lot of times we we wait for some a song service. Or preaching to be finished before someone receives the Holy Ghost. Okay, you can receive the Holy Ghost at the end of my message. Yeah. You can be baptized at the end of my message. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's they flip the entire order of service on its head in Acts chapter 2. Prayer first. We have our altar call. Then we preach. Then we have another altar call. Mm-hmm. And another altar call when Peter says, Repent and be baptized, every one of you. Yeah. And then we have, who's baptizing? Probably 120 people yeah. are all baptizing. It's okay. not. It doesn't have to be just the, the preacher. Um, uh, there's something that, I don't remember where I was. I think maybe I was listening to, I don't know. I don't remember. I heard it was a message or somebody was talking or what. She said, uh, it was this woman. She said that she, uh, one time there was a service. And this guy got up and started shouting on this really slow song. And everybody gave him all these really dirty looks. And they were like, why is he shouting right now? This is when you're supposed to cry. Why is he shouting? This is crazy. And everybody just completely shut down when this man started shouting. And uh, she said, really, that just it just completely disturbed me. Because we've fallen into this, like... Uh, routine and everybody feels like we have to do something a certain way you have to shout on the fast songs and you have to cry on the slow songs and um that's really just when really where's, God's where's that where's that in the cry anyway where's that in the bible that you have to shout on fast songs and cry on the slow songs and she was talking about how um in a lot of ways this routine that we have of of uh start with a fast song get to a slow song then the preaching is really it's almost toxic for the church for a lot of people yeah, in the church most song services are that way we start with mm-hmm. most of the time and if someone starts start with, with a slow song everybody's uh, like they're like how am i gonna how, how am i gonna get how moving? am i supposed to get hype if that you if you want to sing what a beautiful name it is i don't want to hear that i want to hear about my breakthrough i don't want to hear about god's goodness and a lot of, I mean, honestly, that's uh, just how people are when it comes to like church services. Yeah, I mean, there, but what about, you ought to be able to shout when there's no song. Exactly, yeah. Exactly. That, I mean, you're supposed to be able to shout when there's no the song. Toxicity of, uh, of the routine of church service. And I think maybe that's why a lot of this is happening right now is because God is tired of everybody getting into such a routine. And yeah. he wants to see who's actually going to serve him the, I mean, without yeah, that routine. I literally just heard Aaron Bounds, brother Aaron Bounds, on, on a podcast, like, right before this started, he talked about how this is not a setback, but it's a set up. How mm-hmm. God is setting us up in motion to really become what the church is supposed to be. Yeah. And showing that the church is Because I think a lot a of people have forgot. Yeah, that the church is everywhere. And they're allowed to pretend now, while we're talking about our idea of how church is supposed to work, how would you feel if you walked into a church service 
and there was no song whatsoever. You walk in, everybody's praying, and then suddenly, and you're just like, what are these crazy people doing? And then finally, because you, you tap on someone's shoulder and you say, what's going on? The guy's response is, okay, now I'll step up and I'm going to preach to you guys. No song whatsoever, no transition. He just says, these men aren't drunk like you suppose. <laughs> yeah. Well, remember last year, KYC. I feel like something like that happened. KYC, Brother Huntley. It sounds really familiar. We to sung me. one song yeah, when yeah. he preached. Yeah. And then the and, song started. And then everybody yeah. left when the song started. Yeah, everybody. Uh, Everyone's like, well, we're supposed to leave now. The preaching's done. Yeah. yeah. Even though Brother West gets up there and I'm like, no, no, no. All right, now that the preaching's done, now let's do a few songs and let's worship. And everyone's like, what? It's like, no, we can't do that. He's like, he preached, let's go home. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, everybody's going to Zaxby's. Come on, we got plans. <laughs> but I remember that. I remember how awkward, like, because maybe, maybe how it worked is not so much my spirit, but my flesh had gotten used to exactly. four songs or five songs. And then the last couple songs breaking down to where, you know, Kind of making me realize how it's preaching time. And now it's preaching time. But then it was like one amazing song by IBC, crazy good preaching by Wayne Huntley. And then my flesh was just like, okay, I'm ready ready to go. Yeah, let's go. Pizza time. And then then today on the Noteworthy podcast, I heard Brother Matthew Tuttle speaking in an interview. He talked about how at NAYC last year on Friday night of Congress, how the praise team had to cut one song, and uh, the guy hosting the podcast, uh, Brother Nathan French, he talked about how he, for like five seconds, was that carnal praise team singer that was like, how in the world is God going to move without that fifth song? Because the song was called Miracle Worker, and he preached, you can't measure a miracle. He's like, how, how, in, the, how in the world is God going to work if we cut one song that's about his message? And then at the end of it, everybody was just left thinking, wow, God really doesn't need us because NYC was so great that Friday night. Oh, yeah. I would, like, it didn't cross my about. mind at all while yeah. I was there. Like, uh, oh. But I, he was up there worrying about that. It was not that. my mind at all. Once he gets up there, I'm like, all right, let's go. And then he's like, I'm, I'm looking at his props. I'm thinking, okay, what's God getting ready to do? Yeah. <laughs> like, no one's thinking that. Except for the people who know what the order of the service is supposedly supposed to be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've been there as like a worship leader before where um, I really thought the next song was supposed to happen. And then uh, daddy will be like, uh, well, no, you're not going to sing that. We're going to get the yeah. preacher up. And I'm just like, what? No, I think I'm supposed to sing this song. And it just feels like everything's off. Most of the time when that happens... Not most of the time. Every time that happened, usually God moved because Daddy doesn't usually tell me not to sing a song unless he feels like he's supposed to. So, because yeah. the truth is, God could have church without us, I, and without I, singing. I just love anything. It could happen. People could. Or be on the anger. other hand, when as as running running songs, when I suddenly have to say it's song number three on the chart, not num- not song number five. Yeah. It's like what. What? Why what? have you done what? this you to me? the order? Oh my God! <laughs> Why have you done this to me? But yeah, while we're on that, but since we're talking about that, preaching is most of what we get in the book of Acts. Yeah. Is preaching the majority of our modern service? 
Do sometimes, we want it to be? Sometimes, most sometimes of the time when not. We, sometimes when we end up with the guys who like to go three hours, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then, then it becomes the majority. Honestly, though, there are not... I haven't really heard a long-winded preacher in a long time. No. Yeah. Honestly, I haven't. But how long-winded was Peter's message? I have... How long winded was Peter's message here? Uh, if it's word well, for word, not if that it's long. Word, no, I mean, let's no. Go there back is one Acts. key verse here in Acts two that most of Peter's message, not all of Peter's messages, recorded. We do know that. With many other words, yeah, oh, really? did he testify and exhort? It's right at, It's uh, Acts two, Acts two forty. With many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourself. I mean, honestly, if they, were praying, if they were praying for 10 days, he didn't preach for an hour. He probably preached like four or five hours. It's possible. He's prayed up. He's prayed up. He's had Jesus himself pouring into him for three years. Yeah. He's freshly full of the Holy Ghost with a 10-day prayer meeting, probably some fasting thrown in there somewhere. It's because like, Jesus did say, when the bridegroom is taken, then they will fast. Yeah. yeah. It's like coming back from like a two-week camp revival, and your pastor asks you to get up and talk about camp. Yeah. And you, one week, usually, you can take 30 minutes <laughs> and speak said, about, but two weeks, it could be like that. You could Mama have four said, or five Paul hours of work. was pretty long when Eutychus fell out the window. Yeah, Paul was going pretty long when Eutychus fell out the window. But there are some messages where it's just like, you you don't know how long any message in the book of Acts went. Because that's not what mattered. It don't matter the length of the preaching. It don't matter word for word what happened. It matters what message was delivered. Yeah. Your dad said, after this is over, he's feeling like a long message. <laughs> after this is over, everybody might be ready for a long message. Or they should be anyway. Yeah, like... Hey, we better be prayed up. We better be ready. But most of what's recorded is preaching in the book Acts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But not, where are they really, preaching? Not really even just the book everywhere. of Acts. Most of the New Testament is preaching. Preaching I mean, everywhere. Now, we have a few recorded spots uh, in the Bible. Paul says, minister to one another in song, songs and hymns, spiritual songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus, when he was on the way to the Mount of Olives, or not Mount of Olives, to the Garden of Gethsemane to pray, on the way there they sung a hymn. That's mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, honestly with uh, the sing- singing in worship. A lot of times, uh, a lot of times that is more. It's mentioned a whole lot more in the Old Testament, and I think that's because <clears throat> the Holy Ghost hadn't come yet, and singing and worship makes gets you in the. Uh, spiritual mood a lot of times it's hard for me to pray even just at home without music because um it it ushers in the presence of god and i think that that is a lot of why that there was more singing and stuff in the old testament than there was in the new testament because when in the new testament god god had sent his spirit to comfort us i mean in the old testament we have 150 chapters of singing yeah (laughs) Yeah, songs. <laughs> and, and oh wait, wait, there's, sorry, I forgot. There's more than that. A whole book, Song of Solomon. Yeah. A little bit later. And there's a lot of times in like it'll be like. And then Miriam. It'll be like Miriam's the Red song sea. or Miriam's like song. some random person's song, and it'll just be like half a chapter in a, oh, a song. Yeah. Yeah. And it, you don't find that as much in the New Testament. No, you don't find it as much. It, it, none of this is to say singing's not important. Oh no. no! Obviously, I don't think that. I mean, there's said that it was there's hard so many times get in touch with when God without it. Someone who is anointed by God 
they're praying like they're supposed to. They know that they're calling us to the music ministry. And then they come and sing a, a song that God has anointed them to sing. And it just, you can just like it. For example, Homecoming. If you yeah. went to Homecoming, Sister Bethany Jennings, when she sung Take Me There, oh my gosh, she yes. was anointed to sing that song. I was in the bathroom. You guys weren't there. Brother White had asked her to sing that song, and it was anointed by God. And you guys weren't there in that moment when suddenly Give Me Jesus was played at NAYC. I can only imagine. just like, boom, the place explodes and worship. First time I heard that song, like in in a praise team setting, was Star Star Bethlehem. And it changed the room, and it set up. Uh, and Brother also, Hodges that's what I was about to say. Brother Hodges awesome. is also of he's a I don't know if he is in his church, but he did it at camp a lot. He was he was a praise team leader, and because of that, that whole service really was even when he preached was built I mean, he's, around. He's up there, he's up it was there. built around worship, like most of the, like about half the message. I'm thinking was music lyrics. It was music lyrics, and like yeah, and. They're getting up there, and then that Sunday, that Sunday morning after that rally, actually, I go, I went that Sunday morning after that, well, two o'clock, not morning, but anyway, I go there, and before he ever gets up and preaches, he's like, okay, we're going, we we going to just worship for a minute here, and just mm-hmm. absolutely Yeah, and after phenomenal. that message... Um. Uh, not, do we have a question? Uh, no. Yeah, I thought a little bit ago. It's Sister Baldwin, she just Sister mentioned. Sister Baldwin. <laughs> <laughs> <Well>, Brittany. <laughs> she, she mentioned. Uh, she says, "Wasn't it Ezra who preached from daybreak until noon?" And she says, "That's a pretty long sermon." <laughs> well, yeah. Preaching in the context of think, the Acts, or in the context reason, of the Bible, period. I think another reason it was so common for uh, people to, to preach longer in the Bible is because of what we take for granted nowadays is that they did not have three services a week. I mean, they may have, but even if they did have three services, sometimes they probably had a bunch of services a week, and then other times they probably didn't have any. And Or, or let's also think, uh, anyone here ever been at, with Brother Near or Brother White going yeah. out to eat? Yes, I have. Yeah. Anyone here? Do, do you yes. know? You know we have. I'm referring to the other people and <laughs> uh, the other people in on this conversation, or any minister at all. A good chunk of them, anyway. A lot of ministers. If you go out and meet with them, or you're just hanging out with them, if they're, a lot of times you're gonna get preached to. Yeah. Yeah. And that is what Book of Acts preaching really was. They were going house to house, breaking bread. And that was the context for a lot of these sermons that you hear. Because it was their lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. What they live. Ministering to needs, preaching. Uh, I've not even got to one of the big ones, and it was one of the first things we mentioned. It's prayer. Yeah. What? How did the first church look? Well, when Peter gets sent to prison, the church is together doing what? Praying. Acts chapter 12, they're in prayer. Yeah. And in the context of this prayer meeting, they get a knock at the door, and the answer to the prayer is standing right there at the door. Acts chapter 12. Yeah, that when Peter got out of jail. That's when Peter yeah. is set free from jail. Yeah. Um, the church got together for and prayer. Another thing about when mm. Peter got out of jail in this in this scenario, correct me if I'm wrong, I have I actually don't think I have heard this story in quite a while. 
Um, but when he came to the door, wasn't that he was there and they didn't believe? Yeah, they, they didn't, didn't believe, believe that he was there. And that is something that um, proves that humanity is pretty much the same, even two thousand years ago, because. A lot of we are not quick to believe in miracles. Like, if you see a video of a miracle, you're like, oh, that's Photoshop. Or even, like, if you hear something, you're like, well, it probably wasn't. I've had some, so one time, someone prayed for my ear, and it got, a, it got better, and um, it was just stopped up. But um, later, I had, like, this ball of wax come out of my ear. I know that's gross. Um, and I told the person that prayed for me about it that, uh, that happened and she was like, oh, so that means it wasn't really a miracle or something and your ear just moved. And I was like, um, no, <laughs> but my point in all that is just people are There's skeptical. A, yeah. And well, I will tell you two of the, two of the most amazing prayer things that I've had happen for me, I wasn't expecting it to happen when I prayed, when I was praying. Like, yeah, this when I was at youth congress, I was praying for a guy. I said, you're going to shout this cast off before the night's over. And then I watch him just raise mm -hmm. his hand. And I wasn't, ex I'm not sure if I had yeah. any amount of faith when I said that sentence, yeah. but he just did it. And I, I was like, I have two specific times that I prayed specific prayers and they were answered. And neither time I did, I really expect it to happen. And when it happened, I was just like, what? The first time was I prayed that um, Texas was like really addicted to video games, and I prayed <laughs> that if Texas oh, yeah. really, if 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 video games were gonna keep him from living his calling, that God would somehow make it where he couldn't play video games. And I was praying in my room while this is happening, like very fervently. I was home alone, so and I remember my dog was in there, and she's looking at me like I was crazy. <laughs> And um, I prayed that, and like literally, like two hours later, when he got home from school, he was like, "My TV just broke," and I just died laughing. Yeah. And he was like, was getting mad at me. I was like, "Why are you laughing?" And I told him what I prayed, and he was like, "Oh, <laughs> well, that stinks." And the second time, I had a really loud dryer, and I laid my hands on it, and I was like, "Fix this dryer." To make it short, I prayed probably for about three minutes, and all of a sudden it just started working and I was like what <laughs> what yeah um, that's um, uh, okay <laughs> but but back to another I think uh pastor had said something earlier where uh he said Lifestyle we are too coaching. distracted oh okay and that got me thinking um uh, back back then in, in the book of acts in the early stages of the church that, that is right. That's the big difference. It, obviously now is advancements in technology and how far the world has come. They were more hungry for a word back then than they are, than we, than we are even now. And then I began to think about this, this verse that I read in this life preaching book. And it is, the Jews demand signs and Greeks look for wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles, but to those whom God has called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. I, I began to think about how, I mean, people, they, they, they want signs and wonders, and they want just wisdom and, and to have pure knowledge about these subjects, but these people in, in the first early stages of the church, they were preaching Christ crucified, and, and that was the power of their messages. 
that's what made them hungry because I don't know if they, they could just remember and they, they could see the signs that would come from their preaching, people being filled with the Holy Ghost and stuff. It was new to them, and they weren't as distracted in regular life as we are now. But One thing I'm never really going to forget. Uh, the first time I went, I remember going to General Conference, really. Um, I went to a young minister's session. And one of the first sentences out of Brother Bernard's mouth was this. He said, everybody say, we preach. I preach. He said, because if you're a Christian, you do. What is preaching? Spreading God's word. Yeah. Yeah. He said, go tell all nations. That's preaching. If we're declaring yeah. the gospel, we're preaching. preaching. Uh, when Philip was caught away in the middle of the desert and sees the eunuch driving his way out of Israel and he joins up to the chariot, he finds him reading in the book of Isaiah and from those very scriptures he preached to him Jesus. What's it mean to preach to him Jesus? Well, apparently it somehow includes baptism. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it somehow included baptism because we get down to it. He drives up by a desert oasis. He says, hey, here's water. What's keeping me from getting baptized? Well, how's he knowing he needs to be baptized? Because just over the course of explaining what Jesus did. Yeah. That, how much was he? Do you think he just took a text and said, took, well, of course he took a text, but he was given a text. Yeah. And then he just begins explaining. So here's what Jesus did. <laughs> Jesus come down to earth. Jesus uh, was uh, God manifest in flesh, and he ended up, he, he taught us how to live, and he was crucified. He rose again three days later, and then he delivered us on the day of Pentecost here recently. He, he changed our lives in a miraculous way. Oh, how'd he do that? It was probably a conversation. It wasn't, well, I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, because I, in my experience, a guy I, I pick up a hitchhiker in my car, and he starts talking to me like that. I'm probably not gonna have a hitchhiker in my car much longer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if I asked him to explain something to me. Yeah, because um, it's not normal to um, scream. When you speak to someone one on one, I mean yeah. it's completely well. It's it's fine. okay in a. I'm not, I'm not saying we don't need to do screaming in our preaching. Screaming all that because then people get behind you. Because and I'm going to take a guess. Like a great service. Uh, when, but yeah, when Paul was before Agrippa, he said, "Paul, you're beside yourself." Yeah. He was probably preaching a little more of that uh, Josh Herring style. Yeah. At that point. Yeah. <laughs> or the but Jeff we Arnold also or whatever. need, <laughs> and that, that I think that's people forget that everyone is supposed to preach. And they're like, it's like this huge thing when someone's like, oh, I'm called to preach. And, um... I believe you are, because everyone is. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, not everyone's Not everyone's supposed ministry. to be dressing up in suits and ties, yeah. toting big, thick study Bibles, and uh, hopping up behind the Bible stand at NAYC, but... Well, even now, we can't 
do that exactly. Yeah, and so that's why it's the perfect opportunity but, to get into those but, literal one on one situations in Bible study because yeah. you can't have more than probably about one on one or but, but one on some, three. Yeah, I mean, I'm reading we're in Germany and you're not supposed to have gatherings of more than three people right now. So yeah. oh, wow. <laughs> I don't know if that's exactly true or not. I've seen so many different sources. I may be wrong, <laughs> but it's crazy. Uh, I promise you, you're going to be with someone, and even if that just is the picture of something we're doing right now, or you decide to do a little Facebook Live, you decide to make a little post, guess what? You're preaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, you, you're, if you're declaring the Word of God through your Facebook posts or live videos or pre-recorded or anything, YouTube, whatever, Instagram, it can be preaching. Yeah. Uh so, yeah, the church is not a building. Do you know when we got our first church building, guys? It's not, I'm not talking to Harvest House. I'm talking about the Apostolic Church. Got its first church building, A.D. 240. In Roman Syria, a guy remodeled his house to fit a congregation. Hmm. Because... That's all the church ever knew was houses. So he just remodeled a nice big house to where it could fit an auditorium. That's your first church along the Euphrates River in AD 240. 200 years after the book of Acts happened. Yeah. Yeah. So it took long enough for them to finally realize, okay, well, maybe we need to have a central point. But it was really just that one guy, though, you said, where he decided... Someone remodeled their house. I don't know if it was just because he was rich enough. I don't know if it's because suddenly they were free enough. Yeah. Because when they gathered at the temple, that's not going to church. That's like, oh, hey, let's go over to the mosque over here and preach about Jesus. Mm-hmm. These guys hated Christians. Yeah. Yeah. That's like saying, "Oh, hey, let's go in uh, let's go preach on the steps of planned parenthood right now." Yeah. <laughs> let's, about uh, how abortion About is how wrong. abortion or is murder or something. Yeah. yeah. Right. you're going to get cops called on you. <laughs> yeah. And they did. They went and preached in the temple the the high priest drug them back there by their by their shirt collar and said no you're not preaching about Jesus anymore and then beat them and then said now get out of here don't preach anymore and I think I think something yeah. that is important uh, that we should acknowledge while we're talking about this is us saying that um, our traditional church services are um, not what we had before does not mean that they're not important and. A lot, I've heard a lot of people say, because I can serve God at home, so because that's what we're doing now. That's So yeah. that's what's important. I think the reason for why we're doing this and the reason for why it's important to go to church is because you are supposed to go after every opportunity that you have to serve God. Yeah. yeah. What I'm saying here is is this. Not that Youth Congress is wrong. Or to be with God, not serve God. Uh, not that Youth Congress is gone wrong, not that camp is wrong, not that Sunday service is wrong because that's not how they did it back then. No, he said forsake not the assembling of yourself 
together, and even more so as you see the day approaching. Yeah. I'm saying it needs to be what Brother Tuttle said for his Your Revival tagline, what they're doing right now. More church, not less. Yeah. That means... I'm not saying don't go to church on Sunday. I'm saying go to church on Sunday. Meet up with your friends on Monday and talk about God. Uh, On Wednesday, meet up with somebody for coffee and Bible study. Yeah. Every day. Every single day of the week. And if you can't go somewhere, do something like, not this, but like if you're by yourself and you have nowhere to be or you have nowhere to... Text your friends. No. Like you don't even like... Make sure that you have a personal experience with God every day, whether or not you can spread it. Yeah. And then but, that's not, but that's not the case. Yeah. Because most people, unless you're in solitary confinement in prison and somehow hearing me right now, um, have access to share this with someone. Yeah. yeah. Even if it's just on Facebook. So, we... Are supposed so how did that first church look? They they preached the word of God everywhere to everyone. They ended up on the run out of Jerusalem, they spread it to Samaria. Yeah. They had to leave Samaria, they went to Asia. They had to leave there. John ends up in solitary confinement on Patmos, still somehow writes a letter to the rest of the churches. Ministering to needs. Yeah. Uh, Book of Acts, chapter 7, I believe, uh, they ministered people's needs. They spread the word of God. I think it's, uh, well, it's Acts 6, not 7. They had so many people to help that they said that the 12 apostles said, we can't help everybody. Uh, that we're usually helping. So let's recruit a bunch of young kids that don't really that uh, that we trust. Let's tr- recruit a bunch of young kids that we happen to trust and say, "Hey guys, you take care of everybody, so we can keep on preaching." Yeah, that's yeah. what the first church was doing. Yeah, if you're not what preaching, what are you doing? With I remember, um, it was it was a couple years ago. Um, I was reading my Bible and I was reading about Stephen, and I didn't know this. Um, Stephen was actually, here he is right here, chapter yeah. 7. Yeah. Uh, Stephen was, was actually one of, one of those recruit. people that was appointed, I believe, just to uh, serve like Serve tables widows. was the words no, they used. No, serve tables. No, it's in here. Give me a second. Uh, Let me find it. Acts 6 and 2, that's what I said. It. Oh, no, was, no, I'm talking about Stephen. You, as Stephen was one of these guys. He well, was yeah, recruited but to they gave him take a care specific, of old ladies. Yeah, that's what I'm talking <laughs> about. They gave him a specific job to take care of old ladies and people... Still, even though he he was someone that was serving, that they, they still went after him. Yeah, they they come and they stoned him. Why? Because he was a Christian that was serving people, yeah. not because he was preaching. Yeah, but because he was serving people, and then he gets up and starts preaching. Hmm. Right before he dies. Can't read my handwriting, especially <laughs> in these little margins. It's okay. But uh, ministering to preaching, ministering to needs, they had their time of prayer. I, we already talked about Peter. We talked about they got together to pray on the day of Pentecost. Uh, and then there's giving. Uh, it's one long chapter. One of Paul's letters is all about, hey, there's this big need. 
that we need you guys to give to. That's one of the main focuses of one of the epistles is, hey, there's a big need and you guys have been so generous in the past, we need you to give. There's all Those are the primary activities that you see going on in the book of Acts and in the New Testament in general. Yeah. yeah. Well, a big part of... How many of those require a building? None of them. No. They just require a group of people with one mind. A, a big part of uh, preaching that uh, in this life preaching book talks about knowing how to minister to the moment. And, I mean... And an example back then was people ministered to the moment through preaching the Holy Ghost and preaching repentance and salvation. And that's people were filled because they were hungry. And in a moment like this, uh, ministers preaching to the moment of panic that we have through this virus that's spreading and stuff, knowing how to minister to the needs of the people right now and to show that that the absolute doctrine is effective towards pushing back fear and panic by ministering to this moment that we're, that we're in. But. And that's what we're trying to do right now. We're trying to minister to something specifically going on right now. Yeah. Is we're trying to minister to the fact that right now people don't know, people are like, how can we be the church right now? Well, the way to be the church is to pray. The way to be the church is to preach the gospel. And by preach the gospel, I don't mean take a text, study out a specific topic. I just mean talk about what God says in his word. Yeah. yeah. It don't mean you have to take a text and uh, mm-hmm. have a prepared statement in front of a bunch of people. It can mm-hmm. just be, hey, God just told me this and I feel like it's for you. Yeah. Um, something that I read the other day that I don't think I ever noticed before let me flip there real quick but I think it is in Matthew 26 uh, let me double check that real quick ah, uh, we, we have the, al- the story with the alabaster box that uh, hit me the other day in, in prayer and, it, and in verse 13 of Matthew 26 it says verily I say unto you wheresoever this gospel shall be preached in the whole world there shall also this that this woman hath done be told for a memorial of her. And this is talking about wherever the gospel goes, there's also going to be stories preached about people coming to the feet of Jesus and giving their all. So upon preaching the gospel to people in this moment right now, also remember that we need to tell them about our moments where we've come to the feet of Jesus and poured out all that we had, just like... um, just like this, this woman had done in Matthew 26. And no matter who was around to see it, that there, we need to tell them about our moments where we've come to the feet of Jesus and along with the gospel, tell them about And, and what's more, what I really love about that verse right there uh, is that you just did what Jesus said. Wherever this gospel is preached, this is going to be told. Yeah. Yeah. What I really love is that every time someone preaches about it, they're fulfilling the scripture. Yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> and that's that's what God wants. We want that with God where we have that moment where wherever this gospel is preached, this thing that we did will be a memorial. This thing that we did will be a memorial. This yeah. thing that that person did, that long moment in the altar, that's going to be a memorial. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. 
I, I have something I started to say, and I'm not sure if I want it to say. <laughs> but, like, there are certain moments that you have that might look crazy, but will never be forgotten by some people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you but, mean spiritually or just period? Um, I, I was meaning, I was referring to a specific spiritual moment that I've had Jimmy bring up as a memorial multiple mm. times. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> from youth, uh, youth convention a few years ago when... No, last year. I, uh, no, well, year last before. year. Yeah. Year before no, last. It was last 2019. year. 2019. It was last year. It wasn't... 2019 uh, when I woke everybody up by praying early in the morning loudly. It was not intentional, but... I was desperate for God in that moment. Yeah. And we can all have those types of moments. Yeah. Uh, like, for me, I always remember uh, my memory of my childhood. I have so many memories of Mama or Daddy One waking me up that same type of way, yeah. even though they were two rooms away from me. Yeah. yeah. And uh, a moment that I'll always remember was uh, when Brother Barsadi come. He's uh he was a missionary to where was it? Vietnam. I want to say Vietnam. Yeah. I, he come and he preached a message just talking about being hungry for God, mm-hmm. and then he had his altar call, and he did something that sounded in the moment just sounded so simple, but it ended up working for me, and it's a spiritual one I'll remember forever. It was make yourself as high and as close and like reach up as close to heaven as you can get to show God that you want everything he can pour. So I remember I stood on my tippy toes. I stretched my hands up as high as I could. And in that moment, never before had actually felt something like that be poured out. And it was because I did something as simple as standing on my tippy toes and in my mind and my body, making myself as close to heaven as I could possibly get in in my physical body. And yeah. I, I remember something. I remember that I remember night that. too. Basically the exact same story for me. Yeah. yeah. And it was crazy. I was like, who would ever thought standing on my tippy toes and just put my hands in the air as high as I could could have changed that moment so much for me. Yeah. Uh, I, one little thing I'm thinking here. Um, it's kind of, it's an important thing. But... Now, we talk a lot about apostolic, but really, we are Christians. Yeah. We are the truest definition. We, we are trying to be our truest definition of Christians as the way that Christ himself defined it. But where's that word Christian come from? Acts 11, 26. Uh, the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. What happened in Antioch? Well, Brother Scott Graham come and preached it a few years ago. That these people who went uh, to Antioch, why were they in Antioch? Because they're on, they were the people who went on the run after Stephen was stoned. Hmm. And this is in the same verse that Barnabas, Barnabas went to Tarsus to seek Saul. And when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. What's the significance of bringing Saul to the people that were on the run because of Stephen? Saul was the guy who was consenting to Stephen's death and held his coat. Yeah, that's true. So the disciples were called Christians first 
in the place where for about a whole year that this man assembled with the church, not at the church, with the church, uh, and taught much people. They accepted the teachings of a man that they were running from originally. Mm -hmm. You know who this reminds me of? That guy that was nailed to a cross and said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Mm-hmm. This reminds me an awful lot of that guy. You know what? I'm going to call you guys Christ followers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Christ-like people. Mm-hmm. You guys are of Christ. Yeah. And that's what it means mm-hmm. to be an apostolic church. Yeah. That's what it means. Yeah. yeah. The church is people. I don't know if that's proper grammar. I'm questioning myself, but still. <laughs> it's okay. I think it is. <laughs> I, church the church is, is It's not the church. People. People are the church. There you go. Whichever way it goes. Do that one. That people one are the church. That one's not as questionable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's not church are people. That doesn't even sound right. <laughs> no. But the church is made up of people. Yeah. The church is not a building. The mm-hmm. church is not a location. Yes, there can be holy ground. There, there can be a place that God has anointed and God has blessed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And God says, I will move in that place. Yeah, because you know if you have a place that you pray in the mornings, when you try to move, it doesn't feel the same. I mean, you know? there, there's that line from War Room. I know it's just a movie. I know it's fictional. But when that preacher Ooh, comes in at the end of the movie, the preacher comes in at the end of the movie where they're selling the old lady's house mm-hmm. and he says, this room's been prayed in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is a and real that, thing. Yeah, it was just a movie, but I've felt that before. I know what it feels like when you go into a house and you know that whoever lives there prays. And I also know what it feels like to go into a house and you know whoever lives there doing a bunch of stuff that they shouldn't do because there's just something in your spirit that you're just like... Ooh, I don't like this. Or you walk into somebody's house and you're like, ooh, I do like this. Like, I will give this example. We, uh, a while back, we went to Ben and Micah's house. And every time we've ever been to Ben and Micah's house, I walk in and I just feel this peace. And there's been a bunch of people's houses that I've gone to that I don't feel that peace. A lot of people that you would think you should feel it at, you don't feel it at. But, like, I, I know them personally. I know they have a real true walk with God. I've gone into their house and every time I go into their house, I never have that icky feeling that even I sometimes get in my own house. Um, because I walk in there, and even if we're playing Monopoly and eating burgers, I feel at peace in my spirit because I know that they pray in that house and they live their life how they're supposed to live their life. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, but they're... There's there's also still power. And I, I'm going to say something that my mama just commented, and that is what I'm saying about that hill that you're on right now. When we moved into that trailer, there was a lot of, and I know houses can't be haunted or anything like that, but like what we were just talking about, when we moved into that trailer, it did not houses. feel Good how it felt when we moved into this house. And for those of you watching that don't know, this house is on Fuller Hill, where there's been hundreds of prayer meetings, probably hundreds, I would guess, <laughs> if not in this house, but on this hill. There has been a, a bunch of prayer meetings in this house, a bunch of prayer meetings in that house right there, and probably the one up there, Aunt Rita's house, Pavel's house, and now our house. Uh, and it has been way 
different when I try to get in this house we're in right now used to belong to a pastor Mm -hmm. and an apostolic bus driver. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Both of those, I promise you, I know this this house. house, This exact room I'm in right now has had everyone in has had everyone in it with their Bible open reading together. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's and how it went when I was at Ross Burns' house for I've got anything for to say about it, it's going to stay night. Yeah. <laughs> spending the night. That's I mean, the way it went. Because there's power when you dedicate a, a, place. a place to God. Mm-hmm. I mean, your house. For example, every morning I wake up for the last few weeks, I, I've really felt that I needed to have a prayer closet to pray in. When I wake up in the morning... Just right there, like five feet from where the camera is, in that closet, I go there, and I kneel down and pray. And when I walk into that room, that's the only thing that's into that closet. That's the only thing that's on my mind, on my mind, because I have dedicated that spot to God. And it's like there, there's still like when we can finally return to our church services, I feel like it's gonna be, it's gonna be absolutely incredible because. We're going to be able to go in there and then we'll be able to feel Mm -hmm. like the presence of God that was still lingering in that place from church that we had. And, you know, and personally, I believe that our churches right now, even when there's not people in them, I believe that our churches aren't empty. Yeah. I I believe that there's angels in our churches Mm -hmm. keeping the atmosphere of praise in the house of God at, at, at all times. And I believe when we go back into that church and we all have that hunger for the house of God, that it's, we're going to have incredible services and it's going to be amazing. Because, I, I'm yeah. going to say, um, I was, when we went on vacation last year, um, I was praying in uh, my room in the condo and I, I was praying in that room in the condo and it was like... A, there was this one spot in the room that was just kind of empty. Nothing was there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was praying, and it was like I stood up, and it was like God told me, there's an angel standing right there. He's been standing next to your bed wow. every single night that you've ever slept. Yeah. And he's been standing next to you every single time you've ever slept because your mother prayed and said that she wanted angels to watch over you. Yeah. And that prayer has been circulating through heaven mm-hmm. for all time. Oh wow! Yeah, uh, that angel was standing next to you, that angel was standing next to your bed when every time you've slept in a car, and even when you had to sleep one night in a jail cell, it was sleeping and it was standing next to you. Wow! Yeah, that's incredible. Because spirits don't just follow places; they follow people. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's true. And it's what life you're living, and even if you're living a horribly unholy life. I I also felt I was uh, that room that jail cell that I had to spend that night in. I w- I had on one side of me the, a boy who used to go to Star Bethlehem, and on the bunk beneath me he said that his mama was an apostolic woman. Oh wow! So I I, 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 I in my mind I'm thinking, well God, and I actually felt it as if God was saying, yeah, there was more than one angel in that room, and it wasn't just assigned to you. Oh, no. Wow. <laughs> yeah. God plans, God protects his people. Mm-hmm. He does. Even if they aren't protecting themselves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now, um, 
I, I, we, I think it's about time for me it to It is wrap. about it's time to wrap up. I am <laughs> going to say, uh, that's that's what I was thinking. I know we've been going a while. Does anyone have any more questions before we go? I don't think anybody has. We'll, we'll hold on just a second because I know it lags just, just a tad because I can tell from this is where and that's different. So, what did I just saying? So, if you have any questions, comment now. Speak now or forever. Hold your peace. Actually, even if you you can comment after, and we'll, we can cover it next time. Even <laughs> if your comment has nothing to do with this video, you yeah. just got something that you would like us to cover something later on. Random. Let us not know. Not too random. And even if you're hearing this on the podcast, not on the live recording, send us a message. Send me a message two seven zero eight seven one six seven eight three or two seven zero eight seven. I don't remember one six eight zero eight. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you can do that. You can find us on Facebook. <laughs> He's uh, being our own names: Texas is Tex T Young on yeah. Facebook. It's Bethany Young, on Jake Facebook. and Orton on Facebook. Um, I'm not sure you guys use your Instagram accounts. Uh oh. No. But mine is Bro Jake and Orton. My I don't even know what mine is anymore. I think it's like it's Bethany, Bethany with, with three like Y's. Y's. Actually, it's now four. I think it may it's, actually be four Y's because it goes on into adding Young on the end. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, contact us any, any possible way you so want. So I guess we're uh, probably done. But so message we, us, get in touch with us if you have any other make things sure we want to cover. Any questions. Yeah, and we should also probably end with prayer and stuff. Yeah. Because just, I mean, honestly, I don't know about you, but just speaking I, I, about I have felt, angels and I, stuff. I feel like I've felt, I've felt. It's stirring up. I feel up. like I feel the spirit in this room right now. Yeah, it's stirring up something. I, I mean, I, 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 I the believe. The conversation yeah, flowed yeah. easily because yeah, it's just like. We didn't get any questions. Uh, I think we got maybe two questions the whole time, Not but one. it was open. Um, it was only Britney's, and I think it was pretty much rhetorical. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hold on. Oh. What are y'all going to talk about next time? What a question. Well, of course you asked me that question. Of course it was <laughs> what, my mother, too. I don't what know. Are we gonna Do talk we know about what we're going to talk about next I have time? thought about it. I'm thinking about maybe kind of going doing it into next a... Week? Uh, we are not going to go live next week, but we are going, Post we would like to okay. talk next week. Okay. Uh, upload it to the podcast. That is going to be anchor.fm is where that podcast is going to be. Hopefully it may also go to a different, uh, couple different platforms too, hopefully. Uh, so go, I will post the link to subscribe to it once we have finished yeah. and actually got it uploaded. Um, and also... Probably next week, I would like to talk about what. what's the biblical basis for... You guys got anything? <laughs> Something we do knew. in church. What's the <laughs> biblical basis for? Uh, and I would kind of like to make that a series. What's the biblical basis yeah. for various things that we do in church? So, uh, what's the biblical basis? Did you, did she, we didn't get a Is question about angels. That we we didn't is, get a topic. We didn't get your question about angels. If you could repost that question, please, ma'am. Um, we would appreciate it. Oh, hold on. I think... No, no, that's not it. I lied. Yeah, if you guys want to hear about yeah, angels, we can definitely do that. Uh, you know, how about that? Let's not do the what's the biblical basis for yet. Next week, we'll just talk about angels. We could do Since that. Since you maybe. want to do that. That's a maybe. We're that's going to a talk maybe. about that. We, it will be coming within the next month or two anyway. Yeah. We will do something on angels within the next month or two. 
Yeah, I believe when we do that one, we should go live. Are you going to talk about angels next time? Is that the question? Uh, we will do that. Was How that about the question you the asked? Next live I don't video. Know. The next live video, we'll talk about angels. Which okay. I think in That's this, about a month from now. Well, but I think in this lull of not having church, maybe we should do it again soon. Because I like actually really enjoyed I really this. like Let's the live. Let's do it in two weeks. I think we'll do it in two weeks. We'll talk about that when we're not live maybe. anymore. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think we should we'll let you know we're going to keep coming. talking. We'll end with, we need to end with prayer. Okay. All right, let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank Lord, you for each and every person that's tuned into this podcast. Lord, we hope somehow that we've said God, something that has affected someone and into this uh, time we it brought us closer aside, to you. God, we thank you for your God, spirit that's been in this Lord, room. That you've established, we thank you for God, each and every person. We thank you for your word. We thank you for this apostolic church, God. Follow us, God, and lead us, Lord. We thank, thank you, Jesus, for your, Holy for your mercy Spirit. and your goodness, God. We thank God. you for, Lord, we, we just thank ask you for your power that's in this heart, God. We thank you for your favor, for your goodness, and for your mercy, Lord. We love you. We thank you for everything. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you all for tuning in. We will see you again next time for our next live for sure, with you that's on Facebook and I'm gonna try for those of you who's just on the podcast. I'm going to talk about this every week and then post it on the podcast because uh, I like this. Yeah, I really enjoyed this. Well, if you guys yeah. want to do it, we may just do Especially that. Especially in this lull of not having Especially in the lull. crazy right. service yeah. stuff. We well, should do it. Bye. We'll see you next time on Reality Speaks.